The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana neighbors and country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about Shreveport Police Department's Community-Oriented Policing Bureau. So stay to the show for some very interesting information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, April the 23rd, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the April issue of the Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. We do thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed copy at one of our distribution locations to take home for you, please remember you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. For the past four years, we've had issues on our magazine. As well as you can view and download the 2022 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Our friends and the dermatologists at Arclitex Dermatology, part of the Willis-Knighton Physician Network, will offer a free skin cancer screening on Monday, May the 2nd, as part of Melanoma Awareness Month. Melanoma, if you don't know, is the deadliest form of skin cancer, but can be effectively treated when identified at an early stage. The Bossier screenings will be conducted at 2300 Hospital Drive, Suite 400, from 8 a.m. to 12 noon and from 1 to 5 p.m. The Shreveport screenings will be conducted at 1811 East Burkcoons Industrial Loop, Suite 160 from 8 a.m. to 12 noon and again from 1 to 5 p.m. Registration for the screening is available online at WHS WKHS.com. That's again, it's WKHS.com or by calling the number 318-212-8225. Again, it's 212-8225. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors in the country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 
Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bearstown and Country Ace Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kalidas, and we thank you for listening to our radio show today. Joining me on my show today, I'm pre- uh, privileged to have a, a very important person here in the Shreveport and Bossier City area, is the Shreveport Chief of Police, Mr. Wayne Smith. Thank you for coming today on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Also, I'm having uh, Captain Colette Kelly, who is the commander of the Community-Oriented Policing Bureau. So thank you both for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you so very much for, for having us. We're delighted to be here. Well, Chief, I wanted you and uh, Captain Kelly to, to educate our listeners about this program, which I was not aware of until I went to a community uh, uh what do you call it, uh, neighborhood neighborhood presentation that you and others gave. And I, I will tell you, I think about 50% of the people weren't aware of that program at least. And somebody recommended me, Gary, that might be a good topic for your show for us, lest the uh, seniors and boomers will learn more about this because it, most of the program do impact us or help us, right? Absolutely. Uh, the Community-Oriented Policing Bureau, uh, that is a bureau that's, that specific mission in life is to go out to be creative and find ways to make our community safe and to get our community involved in what's happening in your area. And that's important, about getting involved. Absolutely. I can't stress that enough. Uh, you can't just sit back and wait and look for someone else to do it. Get involved yourself. So, Chief, how long has this been in, around for the Shreveport and Bossier City area, the Shreveport area. Shreveport. How long has this bureau been been around? For the city of Shreveport, uh, in excess of 25 years. Really? A long time, yes. Community-oriented policing came on the scene uh, back in the, the 90s where policing in general realized that many of the issues that face a community is not all just policing crime issues quality of life seemed to carry a lot more weight in the minds of people than the small little bitty criminal things that were occurring. So community-oriented policing was set into place where officers have the time and the effort to seek out the root cause of a community concern and come up with a sustaining solution to address it. So, Chief, are they individual officers, men and women, trained to do these particular aspects? Is a special training? Do they go to school for this type of training? Uh, much of it is OJT uh, <laughs> within the Freeport okay. Police Department. All of the ones who are community liaison officers, uh, they are seasoned officers who have spent time in the trenches, who understands, uh, for the most part, the community needs and have a genuineness, a genuineness in their hearts for people and for our community. Well, every officer that I've met on your force for the many, many, many years that I've been here since 1950, uh, and my parents and my grandparents and my all my relatives have always shown the respect and very respectful and everybody. I'm just amazed because I had my first experience 10 years ago to do a drive-along with the Shreveport policeman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is awesome. I am a uh, servant leader, and without a doubt, everyone that works with me on my team will have a servant heart for this community. That's well, very important. Well, that's important because when I got that experience, I don't think a lot of 
citizens and seniors and boomers that might be listening to the show understand that the officers out there are not just dealing with crime and solving crime and accidents. They're doing family disputes. When I was doing the drive around, we had three family disputes, and some of them were quite serious. I was so impressed mm-hmm. with the young officer in dealing with that. I, I, mm-hmm. I was shocked. I uh, sometimes, to use an analogy of a physician who comes and everyone that they see is having some kind of difficulty, in policing it's almost the same way. The majority of the people that we see, the customers that we serve, is having the worst days of their life. And we are there to try to minimize that and make the best out of the worst scenario. And and they're, they have to make quick decisions, too, sometimes, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, during the training, uh, we emphasize for our officers, and, they push, and it's pushed home that you are a first responder, so no one else has had the opportunity to analyze it, to break it down. So you may have to be the doctor, the, the, the lawyer, the, the dog catcher, all at the same time. you got to be all that you can be to everybody that you can be all of the times that you can be. That's policing. And they're, and they're good listeners. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they regurgitate sometimes what the person tells them or implies them. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying what I observed, and I was so impressed with this young officer that, uh, that I said, wow, you figured that guy was lying by you keep repeating what he said back to you. And the, the gentleman was lying. Right? Active listening. You yeah. listen carefully to what they say. You repeat what they say. And a lot of things can be gained from that. And sometimes they change their story right at the end, right? <laughs> That's right, right, right that captain, as well. So, so, let's, so the, the, the purpose and mission of this bureau is, is dealing with... Forgive me. No problem, no problem. Yeah. So the, the, the primary purpose is... I like the word you said, quality of life, right? Absolutely, because we found quite often uh, the root cause of some uh, minor offenses or deterioration of a neighborhood comes from the broken window theory where there are abandoned cars, there are overgrown lots, abandoned houses, where the mosquitoes congregate. (laughs) And so with community-oriented policing, you search out those quality of life issues, what it is that you see each day that's causing you just to not want to go home because you know you got to face that in your neighborhood and come up with a solution uh, to get rid of it. But I thought one of the statements that you made at the group, and I think you have it in your brochure, is is to instill upon building community trust. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Because right now... In some communities throughout the United States, there's not that, right? That's right. We're not ignoring that elephant in the room. Right now, we know the importance of reconnecting and rebuilding, regaining that trust and respect because police has oftentimes been painted with a broad brush because of things that's happened not only in Shreveport, but all over the nation. So that's where community-oriented policing come in. We're out there working every day, getting involved, people working with police, police working with people, policing each other to help rebuild that trust and uh, improve relationships. 
That's, that's to me that's a critical aspect to get the respect back back and forth. Yes. The, the citizens respect the police, and the police respect the citizens. Mutual, right? mutual respect. I mean, yes. respect. Oh, that's that's super important as well. But the other the, the other goal, I think you I think you touched to increase public safety, right? Absolutely, public safety is a uh, is so important. All of us want to live, eat, breathe, travel, enjoy our days to its potential, and public safety is an important. Uh, element in that we have to work as hard as we can uh, in law enforcement to assure that you have the safest environment to live in. Um, now keep in mind this is not a perfect world and I would not be one to tell you that crime as a whole will ever go away. I would not do that but we can ensure to the best of our ability that you have the safest possible environment that you can given the resources that we have to work with and protecting and observing to the fullest the constitutional rights of all people. That, that's definitely important. So before we talk about these individual programs, I think my listeners and I would love to hear some success stories. Do you have any success stories that you could share with my listeners and myself of what this this program, this bureau has done in, in the past few years? I'll tell you one uh, from a few years back, almost at its inception when I began this program. Uh, we partnered with uh, community development, with property standards, with water and sewer, with streets and drainage, with uh, animal control. We had a neighborhood here within our city that was causing us probably 30 or 40 percent of our calls for service. So I took a letter a lesson from the politician. I said, you know what? During election time, you see a lot of politicians going from door to door, right. talking with people, making themselves known. Why can't we do that? But why can't we, in government, raise the bar? Not only do we introduce ourselves to our community, we ask every individual in our community, what is it that public government can do for you? Uh, government sometimes is notorious for pointing the finger that it's somebody else's problem. But what we set out to do is have somebody within each group that if the finger gets pointed, it's pointed at directly at somebody who's listening, who's there. So we went through the neighborhood, did our community sweep, and we was just amazed at the people that said it is the cars on the street abandoned. It is the abandoned houses with the overgrown reeds. Weeds. It is the environment that's causing me such aggravation. And you'll find that down the street uh, around this abandoned house, that's where the criminals are congregating. That's where they, they're hiding their dope. That's where they're operating out of. If government could do something to take away that out of my neighborhood, then I would feel so much safer and I think the problems can go away. So if it's a car on the street, that's an SPD problem. Right. If it's overgrown weeds, it's a code enforcement problem. Right. But all of the problems that they told us, it was somebody in the group's uh, responsibility to fix it. And our promise was, now that you've told us, we're going to be back within the next week and fix that problem. Well, we took care of that. Everyone did. And almost overnight, what began as 30 40% of our problem cease to exist 
because awesome. we addressed the quality of life, we built the trust in these residents because we did what we said that we was going to do. And that's what we need to do all over town. You live in your neighborhood, and you probably understand or knows better than I do what it is that's causing you your aggravation every day. Well, I am the uh, the person that you've entrusted with the resources to take care of that if it's outside of your control. Make it known to me, and we'll attempt to fix the problem. Well, I, I, I'm I'm impressed with that one. Let's give a true. Let's give a, a recent story that I can tell you. Uh, you attended uh, one of the. Uh, the neighborhood meetings at uh, West Report here, yes. and I was there. Yes. And one of the major issues that was brought up by several citizens was that we had a lot of individuals that like to use uh, the Lakeshore Extension as the raceway. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. we all all mentioned that up. I heard him at three o'clock in the morning. I've heard him at ten o'clock at night. And and one of your officers told me, Gary, they do it so quickly that you have to be in and out of there. And they're they're mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. They're fast about mm-hmm. doing these these speedways. I said, well, mm-hmm. let's hope we can at least diminish it. And I will say that based upon that meeting, and you did follow through and sent officers. And mm-hmm. I mean, I even saw a police officer in that area parked. That's right. And it avoided, I I have not had any racing happen in months and months and months. I called someone illegally dumping coming to your meeting that (laughs) night in that same area. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That was why you told us that. But all we ask that the community, you know, do your very best to trust us, have faith in us, have patience, give us an opportunity to pursue your dream of better quality of life. And we, we're going to do it now. Well, it, those uh, racers terrify yeah. people. I, yeah, I heard from individuals that were that caught them in the act, and they didn't know what to do, including moi. Uh, yeah. You don't know what to do, so I just backed up, went around. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I happened to come in late on a late fright and come in through, and all of a sudden I see all these cars there. What are mm-hmm. they doing here? And so I just bypassed, went around, and uh, we got a squad out there. We have. And I'm one, I will take help to a solution anywhere that I can get it. Uh, our, our area law enforcement partners, the Cattle Parish Sheriff's Department, the Louisiana State Police, I call upon them all the time. Come on, guys, bring me some help. And I'm so proud that they do. And all of us working together in concert, uh, we're going to make a difference here. That's, that's right. Well, that's a good point. Many of our citizens don't know where the jurisdiction of Caddo Parish or Bossier Parish is compared to what the city's police department. I, I still, I, I did not know that the Lakeshore Extension was not part of... It's in the parish. It's in the parish. Nobody <laughs> knew that until it was brought up by you and Sheriff Prater. Nobody knew that. But you know, there are solutions to it. I may not be able to ticket them, but I can stop them and wait and call the sheriff to come. So we have solutions, ways to, to work <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. It did Absolutely. work. I will tell you that. It did work. It did work as well. So, uh, I mean, I'm impressed. I, I think we're going to talk in the next segments about some of these specific programs to get our listeners and how, how they can get involved and make use of it for their individual families as well as for their, their various communities. So hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now I work from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and A Bears, Sunday Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. 
Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors, Sunday Country Ocean Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest, the Shreveport Police Chief, Wayne Smith, who is discussing their community-oriented policing bureau, which enhances the quality of life of issues in our city. And also joining us today is Captain Colette Kelly, who is the commander of this community-oriented policing bureau. So thank you both for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Well, both of you all have already educated me in this first segment, so we're going to continue and... Let's talk a little bit about some of these specific programs. Some people may know about them, heard about them, but they don't know how to be involved with them. I I would tell you that, Captain. Like, for example, Neighborhood Watch. I've heard from communities in the area, how do we start one of these? Who do we call to start one Neighborhood Watch? Neighborhood Watch is one of our uh, longest-lasting crime prevention programs. And it's easy to start one. You just simply call the Community-Oriented Policing Bureau Office at 673-6950, 673-6950, and we will schedule a meeting to come out and give you all the information you need to uh, start up a program. And it's simply getting yourselves involved, being the eyes and ears in your community, opening and establishing uh, communication with the police so that we can work together to uh, address any crime uh, issues. And and it helps the neighbors get together to prevent as well as active, actively in case there's something happening in there, they need to be aware of it quickly, huh? That's correct. And you'll be surprised how many neighbors don't even know each other. So this is an opportunity for them to get to know each other, to understand patterns and what may be suspicious or off because, no, I know this neighbor. I know their car. That's not it. Or I know that they're not here. And so maybe we need to look a little closer and let the police know that there's something suspicious going on. Captain, I'm glad you brought that up about car recognition. I, I can tell you of many stories, true stories, in my when my parents lived in Shreve Island subdivision, you know what that is? Yes, yes. Where vans would pull up in homes, and luckily my mother was, you know, in her elderly, there was all these young couples around her, and she happened to call the police department. She says, I don't think these people have a van like this. And they were emptying all the furniture out of these people's houses, wow. and they were not home wow. during the middle during the middle of the day. Luckily, the police came, and then she said, "I think there's some bad people doing because I don't think they're moving." And yeah. my mom said, "I don't want to be nosy, but I she was a nosy neighbor. They didn't have community uh, neighborhood watch there." <laughs> so the, the, the the story was. Your Shreveport police arrived in the entourage, and they awesome. caught him in the act. Awesome. Awesome. And the family came over. Mom had never met these two young people, and they were they had the van full of all their TV sets and their washer and dryer. They took everything out of the house, and they were fast. There were five of them in the van, and I'm sure it was another car, too. I can't remember all the details. But, again, that was an instigation of 
a really a neighborhood watch program that was started. I had it to happen to me. Uh, it's been several several years ago. Had a trailer stolen from me, uh, sitting on my church parking lot, and afterward, I went around to the neighbors, and almost every neighbor saw the person steal it, and everybody that I talked to felt that it was unusual because the guy in the van. It took him so long to hook up. He would back up. He would go for a back up and hook up. <laughs> and neighbors were saying, that is so strange. He sure don't look like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I said, well, he probably didn't, but that was my trailer. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, really? Did you call the police? Well, no. I just no, didn't just, watch him. I thought it was kind of strange. It's no harm. And luckily, Mother did. This yes. couple didn't have a lot of insurance, and they were so thankful that everything was recovered. And yes. uh I don't know what happened to the assailants, but um, mm-hmm. never know. Okay, so the neighborhood watch is easily formed, and th- there should be more of these in the area. You're right. Yes. There's another way to get to know the neighbors. Uh, we have an informal one in my neighborhood. It works. Uh, and there's no cost. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Your time. laughs> so Operation ID, I've heard of this, but I don't know what it is about. What's Operation ID? Well, actually, there's two phases of it. One, you uh, put, we have a, a uh, instrument a drill like where you put a uh, identifying marker on your property so that if it's stolen it's easily identified and recovered and another one it consists of your children because if they become missing oh, yeah. or anything like that you will have the proper information on file prints a uh, recent picture and things like that so it's different phases of the operation ID. Well, Chief I, I, I'm picking on you. So we were talking about catalytic converters, and one yes. of your officers <laughs> told me, I'm not going to tell you which one he was. He was hilarious. He says, Gary, you should go under your car and write your social security number or driver's license number on your catalytic converter. <laughs> I says, I'm too old to do that. If they want it, they can have it. I hope they don't have it. <laughs> but we, he thought that was the good idea because the pawn shops or whoever is going to – uh, trade them in or sell them. If it has a number on there, he probably mm-hmm. he's going to be scared about it. It is it is a uh, nationwide problem. Uh, we have petitioned the council, and they enacted some legislation that passed the last council meeting. Great that we've seen uh, it level off. They're not stealing them as fast, and uh, there is some more legislation even at a state and at a federal level is going to help with catalytic converter theft. But that is the issue. Uh, there's nothing unique about the catalytic converter under your car that I could stop someone with it today and determine which car it came off of. It could be one out of millions. Millions. That's the problem. And uh, also making it so it's, it's so easy to get rid of them here in the Arklatex. And there's legislation uh coming that's going to make it more difficult to get rid of them. But tell tell you tell our listeners what you told me and others. I thought was a great idea. Is just be diligent on where you park your car. Okay. Like if you're in a mall, don't park it 90 miles away where there's yeah. you're the only car out there. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably target that one, right? A- absolutely. It's 30 seconds when, when you you and your officer says it takes. I said 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. That that's is right. amazing. Park close. Uh, look. Well lit area. area. Uh, Be very mindful of everything that's going on around you as you move. Very little, if anything, is a surprise. You just don't recognize or ignore that it's coming. Give yourself time to react. 
But you, you can look and see people that just don't look right. You can follow your gut instinct when something just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore that. That could be a sign that maybe I need to wait an extra minute before I go outside or wait till someone else walks toward the parking lot and I walk along with them. Just a host of things. Yeah, but your your item about be careful where you park and yes. and, be, and watch your around. I thought it was good because I hate to say this, a lot of people try to get their exercise. Yes, and they try to walk a little. You know, the other ten thousand steps when they're at the malls or at the shopping centers or the strip yes. malls, they want to get extra. So they park far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. At least do it with the buddy. <laughs> the buddy right, system. Right. I used to do it for the deans because I park way out <laughs> and nobody else would ding my car with oh, the door. Good point. Good point. <laughs> good point, Steve. Okay, so you offered, I love this one, which I don't think a lot of people have, in it, have, have, have asked you to do it, these home security surveys. Like these senior citizens that call me, they're worried about their, their home and their security you can come out and, and evaluate for them. Exactly. Right? We want everyone to feel safe in their homes. And what we offer free of charge is that we will come out and do like an assessment to say, hey, you know, this is not safe. Maybe you should use a better lock or maybe you should not have this covering because this is offer concealment to those trying to get to your doors and things like that. So we take a overall assessment and recommend some tips to help keep them safe. Excellent, excellent. I mean, that's a, again, they can call that number at 673-6950. Exactly. That's a prime number. You're going to be a lot you're going to get a lot of calls there. <laughs> we welcome. You're going to get a lot of calls. We welcome them. Mm-hmm. So also I'm sure our businesses love the same thing you do business surveys, right? We do. <laughs> we do the exact same thing for businesses because they, too, can be prone to uh, people coming in for thefts, robberies. And we want to look at how you get, how you're set up and what you can do to maybe improve and maybe prevent some of these crimes from happening. That's so important. we do business assessments as well. Okay. The other one is theft, pre- theft prevention recommendations, too. Yes. And you do that at various groups. You talk to our, our group about some of those yes. aspects yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, what's the difference in robbery prevention? Oh, that's that's a lot of training with the actual employees on the do's and don'ts when when that happens. And we give them specific instructions on what is a good thing to do and what's not bad to do. Because in robbery situations, they're normally armed, and we want to make sure that they're safe. That theft, they normally just coming in and maybe picking up something, shoplifting. So, you know, there are a different set of safety tips that we prefer would provide for you in those different instances. Well, and that, that's important for some of these small entrepreneurs that don't know what to do. Most of them are going to possibly, if I was there, I'll probably panic. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think some of those techniques, you know, it's not worth your life. Just let them have the, what exactly. they want. Just go. Yeah. Don't, don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure, you know. As we try to teach them to be calm and to pay attention to details because the more details that they can relate to the police, the more we may be able to uh, more quickly solve that case and arrest perpetrators. So we teach them things to do to help them recall and pass it on. Give to us them. some suggestions about avoiding home invasion. Because I've I've heard of a few, a few of my senior citizens and boomers that are always worried about somebody breaking into their home while they're there. Mm-hmm. What what do y'all recommend in that? Let's, let's quickly give a suggestion. You know, amazing that. as it may may sound, out of the 
uh, home invasions that we work, many times there's another piece to the pub puzzle awesome. that you that you never hear about. Uh, home invasions, I would say, make sure that your doors are secured. Make sure around your home is is well lit. Uh, put up a camera system around your house that's very inexpensive i have one at, at my house if you come within you know a couple hundred yards of my house in either direction i'm going to see you before you see me put you up a monitor on the wall or somewhere or another where all the time you're seeing what's going on around your house <clears throat> but you know most criminals don't want to be identified so if they detect uh some cameras things where they know there's been a good picture of them before mm-hmm. they get there, guess what they're going to do? Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. And even a simple floodlight, because if it lights up the area, then they tend to say, oh, let me back away. So mm-hmm. there are that, some simple things that they cannot afford well, a camera. You know, that's the simple. great. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've been touring some alarm companies and seeing what they are providing to the public. And uh, many of them are providing uh, camera monitoring where they put up cameras around your home and 24-7 someone is monitoring them for you. Oh. It's, it's some neat technology out there. You know, during the uh, Miss Teen, Miss Pageant contest, uh, this was a cheap piece. I had at the hotel uh, on the stairway that when you violated that zone, a voice came on and told you you were in a protected area. Wow. That you must retreat. That's uh, awesome. Okay. So and I ain't going to tell you what the rest of it said, but <laughs> <laughs> you must retreat immediately. <laughs> Simple thing. Good point. Good point. Uh, the other aspect about crime prevention, I think more and more citizens out there are trying to figure out ways to help help the police, help the, help our citizens in preventing crime. Not, uh, not so, We know you can solve them probably, but just preventing them as well. Well, Absolutely. we would love for them to join our Citizens Police Academy and our police auxiliary teams. That put more eyes and ears on the street to see what's going on, be trained in what to do, and to relay that information to uh, certified police officers. So citizens, we really need your help. Uh, working together, collaborating, wonderful things can be achieved that's if we just do that together. Oh, well, that's that's good. So you're wanting to be your extra eyes yes. and ears and to, what, to see anything suspicious. And uh, I, I think this was brought up to the uh, chief at a couple of meetings I was at is I personally there were some statements made that people were reluctant to call. They're reluctant to call 911. They're reluctant to call the police if they're not 911. Why are they? Why do, why do you? And I think I asked that question because I think people, if they suspect something, they may not be guilty, but uh, the fear of being identified and the perpetrators learn who they are for some kind of retribution. Uh, we're launching something here in the very near future where uh, people will not have to call. They can text us their information so there won't be any mouth-to-mouth contact, and within, I think it's less than 30 seconds of you texting the message, the computer will scramble the number. Ain't no way I can figure out who it is. Oh, that's it. That's coming coming very soon. Well, you're right. I think the people, but people want to share information. Sometimes 
Sure. Uh, I hate to say this. Uh, I'm in my situation. Gary, would you mind calling? That that was actually said to me by a labor. Yeah, I don't want to call. Yeah. I'll call. I don't care. I, I mean, that, and and I, that's why we're working really, really. And that's hard what's good about neighborhood watch programs. Those relationships. Neighborhood watch, yeah. and as well as I mean, yeah. you can. And and you know the once that gets started, the community liaison office, the neighborhood assistance team office, and COP is the conduit between the neighborhood. And the actual police that's out there patrolling the street, so they never they can pass the information on to them, and they get it to the right place. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now, work our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers Sun and Country Rush Report. Your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Abears Tending Country, a Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith, as well as Captain Colette Kelly, the commander of the Community-Oriented Policing Bureau. Thank you for being on my radio show today to give us some valuable information that could benefit citizens here in the Shreveport area. So in talking about your programs, uh, one of them is senior safety. So tell us, Captain, about, about that. We place a great deal of emphasis on our seniors. And what we have is a, a, a several programs that's available. We do senior safety topics, if they're walking in their neighborhood, how to be safe. We do how not to be a victim of scams. We also, because of their... And that is increasing exponentially throughout the United States, but in our area. We try to promote, uh, tell people in our magazine as well as on the radio show to be careful about that. But seniors like me and others are quite gullible. Occasionally, they just slip right through. I mean, I had a call just recently that it sounded so good, it couldn't be true. But my wife, I said, should we do this? Because they called back twice. And I, she says, it's got to be a scam. Exactly. And it was. We Googled it. We find it. It was hidden it's in a, a matter of If, it's, if oh. it sounds too good, it probably is I too mean, good. it's planned to, you know, go to this hotel mm-hmm. for four nights for $49. You know, that kind of deal. <laughs> oh, we, uh, I'm so happy that you uh, brought up that topic. Uh, last week when we had, uh, you know, the terrible winds that damaged part of our community and part of Boja City, we sent out a special appeal uh, to all our listeners and our viewers to be mindful of scams and people who would take advantage of not only seniors but anyone during these kinds of times. Mm-hmm. Contractor fraud normally goes up tremendously during times of, of a weather emergency. And, so, and yeah, you know. you're right, because people come and ask, oh, we'll, we'll take care of your roof, your fence, give us $20,000, and then you won't see them again, right? right. You won't see them again. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. the sad note. And, it, and I'm, I've, I've, met, I've met with many seniors and boomers that has happened to them. It's so sad that, mm-hmm. uh, you know. We have many community partners. We try to deal with the homebound for services that they may need. Uh, we have partners that will help feed. We have um, partners that will help get them to places that they need to go. So we have a lot of partners. That we, we just care about our seniors. So 
there's so many programs available for them. That, that's that's good here. Well, again, the more they get education, I hate to say we do appreciate information, but sometimes mm-hmm. it has to be repeated two or three times. Yeah. You know, hey, we're, we're up there. Mm-hmm. And, and some of us have the good cognitive memory. Others do not. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's important to reemphasize yes. it, and, I, and I, I love it when people, when when officers and the chief and other goes out and makes public statements at group meetings and these yes. senior meetings yes. and senior group meetings, et cetera. Great speakers that can help motivate them, but also, chief, I will I will tell you, I think people sometimes are so negative about the Shreveport's area. Yes. I've been here fifty more 72 years yes and i still think we're one of the best communities in the united states i've traveled all the world i mean there's some minor problems we got some hiccups but you can't just say those isolated incidents make our city terrible is that right i agree with you 100 percent uh last week last thursday i think it was uh i did shreveport's uh quarterly report about crime and uh, uh many saw it and many didn't but we're blessed. We're making progress because everything in all of the part one crime categories, which is our report card that's reported to the FBI, all cities, all policing agencies, that establishes your ranking. We are down double digits awesome. in all categories. And, you know, I contributed to the cooperation of and the work of everyone throughout this community community organization, law enforcement partners, everyone who play a part. Things are getting better. Uh, please don't let the few small, the few things that occur cause you to paint this city with a broad brush that the whole city is back because that is simply not the case. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that, but I, again, it's important that you said that, that, you know, we're, we're moving, we're not, we're not that uh, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. And I really want to, before we end this segment, encourage all of you all to contact us about our summer camps for our youth. We have several camps coming up, our fishing camp, our boys enrichment camp, our girls empowerment camp, the law and youth to teach uh, youth how to interact with police. So we have all these camps coming up around the first week or so in June. Call us so we can I'll tell you more about those. So that's 673-6950. Exactly. Well, that number is a popular number. We want them to call. That's a popular number. I am so proud of uh, uh, Captain Kelly and her administration. She is taking community-oriented policing to another (coughs) level by being innovative, by being creative, searching out, reaching out for what it is that affects the community the most. I am so proud of her. Oh, and lastly, Citywide Cleanup, April the 23rd, the Shreveport Police Department will be in the Queensboro neighborhood. If you'd like to join our team and come out and help beautify our city, call us again, 673-6950, this Saturday, April 23rd, from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. Oh, that's a good that's a good, good, good announcement because this is when this, this show is airing today, the 23rd, <laughs> so hopefully come up, people will come out there to do it. Oh, it's important. That, that gives a little... Something for them to do if they're not doing anything, right? Exactly. Um, and they can make or make make, make report more beautiful. I like that. Yeah. I don't think is that the motto we still have on. I know it was Hazel had that 
many years ago, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She did. Keep they're still on some of your vehicles, <laughs> but not on your new vehicles. We don't be trashy. Keep it classy. Yeah, I like that as well. Like that. Thank you so much for your comment earlier. You know, in in my travels as police chief, I have learned that Freeport is a lot better than some cities I've gone to. We, we, we're light years ahead, and we need to market ourselves as being an awesome, a great city with just enormous possibilities and resources, and we're going to get better. And the other thing, Chief, is I want to ad- advocate to all of my listeners out there to spread the word is respect the police department. Show your respect. Yes. I mean, d- don't think they're always they're the bad guys. They're not the bad guys. They're, they're trying to help you. Even though they may look stern, even though some people might get tickets, speeding tickets or other violations, but they're, they're not. They're, they're here to protect us. Absolutely. And, and treat them with respect. Absolutely. And please, please, please invite us to your home, to your neighborhood meeting, to your organization, your social gathering. Please invite us sometimes when you don't need us. Get to know us, and you'll learn that we have people just like you that love living and love life just like you do. Well, thank you again for joining us today on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Again, do call our number, 673-6950, 673-6950. And um, visit their website at Shreveport Police. What's your website? I can't remember. Yeah, it's on the official webpage. Uh, so we have a Facebook page, Report Police Department. Report Police Department on their Facebook page. Again, thank you for joining us today. Everyone, thank you for listening to our show. Hope you join us next Saturday for another show that can benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.